What does it mean to be envious of another person? Or rather, what does it mean to be envious of another person's accomplishments? Today's episode of The Writer's Lens is all about envy. So stick around as I deep dive into this concept, which is one of the seven deadly sins, and how it might hinder us in our writing pursuits. This is Josh J.C. Alfelto, and this is episode 48, How Envy Can Hinder Us as Writers. Envy is the great leveler. If it cannot level things up, it will level them down. And the words constantly in its mouth are my rights and my wrongs. At its best, envy is a climber and a snob. At its worst, it is a destroyer. Rather than have anybody happier than itself, it will see us all miserable together. So what I just read for you is from Dorothy Sayers' uh, essay in the 1940s. Uh, Dorothy Sayers was a uh, popular writer and critic, and uh, what she's writing about is one of the seven deadly sins known as envy. And she has a much more extensive essay on all seven uh, of the deadly sins, but envy is the one that is the topic of this episode. As I wanted to talk about the relationship between uh, our creative pursuits, our writing pursuits, and this emotion that we can feel, which is envy. So to really kick things off here, when you hear the word envy, what do you think of? I mean, do you all ultimately associate the word jealousy with envy? Uh, do you think the two are synonymous, that you can interchange them, uh, that they are the exact same emotion in some way? Well, if we were to go over to our friend the dictionary or do a quick Google search, uh, not that I want to say Google is the end-all be-all of things, but the dictionary at least is a good place to start. And Jealousy and envy are actually two different expressions. For jealousy is something that we we probably typically feel more uh, than envy, or maybe we're more aware of the fact that we are jealous than we are envious of someone, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why here in a sec. And that's because when we're jealous, we actually feel like something could be taken away from us. So most commonly that you see this in relationships, right? If you're dating someone and there's another person waiting in the wings, and this person uh, attracts the attention of your significant other. You become jealous of this person in some way, or you become, you are not of this person, but you become jealous. In other words, this person could take away uh, your significant other. Something could be taken from you. I know that, uh, you know, sometimes when uh, we go over to uh, somebody's house and we see a really nice car and someone says, you know, I'm really jealous of you, uh, I'm not really sure if that's the right word to be using in the moment, because actually what you are is you are envious of them, or you're envious of something that they have. So uh, despising another person for the things that they have that you don't. So it's almost like the inverse of being jealous of someone. So if I'm envious of you, or, you know, let's just use a character from a, you know, from a story, uh, one of my all-time favorites, The Lion King, okay? Scar, who is the younger brother of Mufasa in the, in the movie, Scar is envious of his brother's position as king. Okay, he hates the fact that his brother is king. He hates that Simba will eventually be the king someday, and he believes it's his rightful place on the throne. He literally hates his brother for the virtues that his brother has and the position that his brother has as being king and you know the king of Pride Rock and all the other good stuff. So Scar is envious of his brother. He's not necessarily jealous of him. He's envious of him. 
And it's interesting because though jealousy and envy can drive us to do pretty bad things, I mean, it can drive us to do pretty horrible things to one another, envy is more of that silent killer, I think, because it creeps up on us in ways that make us feel like we're justified. It makes us feel as though like we're in the right, which is uh, which is going right back to Dorothy Sayers's uh, brief piece there where I said that you know, envy is like the great leveler. It says, my rights, my wrongs. So it's this self-justification that whatever it is that I'm feeling is right, that I should be feeling this way about this person, about this situation, that should rightfully be mine. So inherently, it's very selfish, and it's thinking about oneself. So from a creative standpoint, from a writing standpoint, you're probably wondering, Josh, okay, how on earth am I supposed to put envy into the writer's lens? You know, what, what, where exactly are you going with this? Well, I'm glad you asked, and if you've stuck with me long enough through this episode, I'm going to explain to you why I think envy is a dangerous emotion to have uh, when you're a writer. And the first reason behind that is simply this, contempt by comparison. Uh, This goes beyond just being a critic of someone else's work, all right? So you literally can dislike the other person or their work in comparison to your own. Uh, and thus you can become focused on the wrong target. So what I mean by that is I know other writers out there have felt this before where you're writing a story, you've taken a lot of time on it, maybe you think it's the greatest idea uh, since sliced bread, and all of a sudden you see a book come out that's almost exactly like yours. It's not exactly or precisely like yours, but it's very similar. And so your ideas are dashed, your your hopes are dashed, and there's almost a feeling of I'm never going to be able to finish this thing. Because this person has already taken this from me. This person has already taken this familiar territory. I'm never going to be able to do and replicate what I've done because people will think I'm a copycat or I'm a sellout or whatever. There's a lot of emotions that can come with that when you feel as though that your idea has been stolen and somebody else got to it before you did. And I know that you're probably saying, okay, I get over that rather quickly, Josh. I'm not totally envious of, let's say, J.K. Rowling for writing a book about wizards and witches. Okay, I have a book idea about wizards and witches, but I'm not envious of J.K. Rowling, right? Like, I'm going to write my own story. She's super famous. Uh, You know, my character's name was, you know, Harriet Potter instead of Harry. It was going to be a girl, you know, something like that. I can change that, no big deal. Well, here's the problem that I find if you're within a community when it comes to contempt by comparison is that If you are like myself and you're in a writer's community, if you're in a creative community anywhere and you're bouncing ideas off of people and someone begins to have better ideas than you or someone starts to make headway more so than you are with your story, you got to watch your heart on this and you got to watch where your mind goes because if you truly are in what is quote unquote community, you're going to want what's best for this other person. You're going to want what's best for the people around you. And In the age of social media and in the age where self-publishing has become so prevalent and how writers and creatives can find themselves in new kinds of communities and creative clusters, this kind of emotion, I think, can creep up on us a lot more than it has in the past. Where writers were at such a distance from us, authors could publish material, Uh, we may never actually meet them in real life, but we can be inspired by their words. Now we have the opportunity to literally be right right up next to the person who wrote the story that initially inspired us and find ourselves with those folks 
in community who are writing and doing things and all kinds of stuff like that. So so that's why I bring this up with contempt by comparison, because it can get us focused on the wrong target. We can become so focused on somebody else's work and their, their success, the gain that they're making, and totally negate what it is that we are doing for ourselves, uh, you know, with our own writing. And, uh, you know, I'll just share real quickly too my, uh, on myself is, you know, I've been part of a creative community off and on for the past six years. And uh, I've seen, you know, aspiring scribes, you know, come and go. I've, I've interacted with lots of different creatives, uh, writers, folks from workshops, from book signings, things like that. And honestly, there's a lot of times I walk into a workshop or I walk into a book signing event and I see someone else's stuff. And I, and I think initially, man, I should have thought of that. And then there's this really, really just sort of subtle voice or thought that creeps up that says, man, I hope they don't sell as many books as me today. I know they've got a really kick-butt presentation or you know, I see that idea. I can kind of get a vision for it. I hope they don't do as well as me, right? I, I, I hope they don't do as well as I do today. In fact, I'm going to keep tabs on that person. I'm going to see how they're doing over there. Just being honest, you know, I'm just just being honest. And I think if we're not honest with ourselves about these things, it will distract us. It will keep us from focusing on our message, our voice, and what it is that, that you know, we've been called to do. And so that's a real thing. I, I think it's a really real thing. And the interesting thing, going back to Sayers' essay, is another thing she really alludes to about envy is that it's it's one of those... Uh, emotions or feelings where you don't want to admit it to other people that you're envious of them. You might say that you're jealous of them, and that's kind of a more of a, a soft way of saying, you know, I wish I had what you had, to say that you're jealous of someone, uh, because they can that in many ways can make the other pe- person feel good about themselves. But when we talk about being envious of someone, there's almost like a veiled motivation there where if I had the opportunity, I would bring you down to my level. I would take you down. I'd want to see you fail. So no one likes to admit the fact that they're envious of someone else. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to admit that if I were envious of somebody. Uh, I mean, I might say it in passing, uh, but you can see the degree of intensity between the two words. To say that you're jealous versus you're envious of someone is, is very different. Uh, and as a writer, I always say words do matter in, in that sense. So, so that's something to be cognizant of. Uh, the second thing that I wanted to bring up is that Along with contempt by comparison, it also leaves room for doubts to fill up in us when we become envious of others uh, creatively. Uh, you know, I kind of alluded to this uh, initially, but, you know, thoughts of I'll never finish my own original story. You know, I'll never be original. Okay, I mean, I've had other episodes where I've talked about this where the the battle to be original is, is a losing game. Okay, you're not really going to be totally original with whatever it is that you do. You're really building off of the the person who came before you, or you're in, you're being inspired by the person who came before you to uh, create a new scenario, new circumstance that that caught your eye or something significant to you. All right, uh, you know thoughts like I'll never be as good as that person. You know I'll never be as good as X Y Z author. Right. You know seeing another person's work uh, at its best and having seen the presentation, feeling minuscule in comparison. I mean, just recently uh, for myself. I've been reading uh, C.S. Lewis's uh, Space Trilogy, and I've mentioned that a couple times on other podcasts that I've been reading it. And Lewis, I mean, his work is now closing in on almost being 100 years old, but his 
writing is just so fluid and it's the imagery is is just so rich and and deep and to me being someone who appreciates that kind of writing who loves philosophical stuff who really enjoys a deep psychological dive uh, learning about intentions and motivations and all the kinds of things like that, Lewis can make you feel like a toddler sitting in an advanced algebra class. I mean, that's literally how he can make you feel. And <laughs> as much as it's humbling to be sitting there and going, wow, this guy was a master at his craft, it can almost make you retract a bit and go, oh man, I, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be this good, right? I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to evoke the kind of emotion that Lewis presents in his work. I don't know if I'll ever get there. I, I don't know if I could ever cultivate that in my own writing. And what I'm trying to tell you know, anyone who's listening to this, uh, to you listener, is that you can, but you have to work at it. Okay, there is, there is a, a, a bar in terms of talent that only goes so far, and then there's hard work that has to go on beyond that. You know, your talent can only get you so far, but then the hard work is gonna, is gonna take you to the next level. And that's where I find myself right now is, as I as I feel like a pebble next to the mountain that is Lewis, uh, I can still find myself trying to get better and better. So, so these are these are areas again to be very uh, be conscious of is that you know a you know, I can build up content uh, contempt in my heart for someone by comparing my work to theirs, and and I can ultimately give myself doubts. I can build up doubts in my mind, which as any creative person will admit, any writer will admit, the moment I start doubting myself is the moment I become plugged up. It's the moment that I'm not going to be able to write. I'm not going to be able to get uh, my thoughts down uh, adequately, accurately. Uh, I'm not going to be able to find myself in a good space to do what it is that I'm doing. So those are the those are two things. And, and the last thing that I wanted to bring up about envy and how it can kill our personal pursuits is, uh, and this is kind of my segue from me talking about Lewis, is that it really does rob us of being inspired by what it was that God is writing in the first place, uh, or whatever it was that got us into the the field of art or creativity that that we're in now. Uh, when you begin to look at someone else's stuff and you you cease to be inspired by it in a way that you're now jealous or envious, uh, you begin to basically negate the feelings of enjoyment. I mean, you're not going to be able to enjoy other people's work when, when there's no gratefulness, when there's no gratitude given towards someone who has done something and they're successful and they've put a lot of hard work into it. And you look at it and you go, well, geez, you know, I wish I could have done that, you know, or, or you know, I hope that, you know, their idea doesn't take off and leave me in the dust. These are things, again, like I said, that are dangerous places for writers to be in, for creatives to be in. And you might be inspired by the fact that this person has done a good job and they've done a great presentation and you should be in that space. You should be in that space. And I'm not saying that you're a horrible person if you're sitting there going, you know, I, I, I hope this doesn't do as well as they hope because I want to be the person that does that. I'm not saying you're a horrible person, but I do want you to check your heart on that. You know, check your heart, check your mind. Uh, if you can enjoy what this person has done, if you can take uh, delight in what this person has accomplished, be it someone that's very close to you or, or someone that uh, is not close to you, and you know, like I said, in my case, reading someone like C.S. Lewis, then that will enable you to get to the next level of whatever it is that you're trying to do. You will be inspired by their work. You're not going to be bitter towards it. And that's not the emotion that you want to have. You may have it initially, but again, to be cognizant of it is is where you need to be at as a writer and as a creative. Uh, because 
if I'm looking at Lewis's work and not enjoying it anymore because I'm just angry that he's better than me, then where does that leave room for inspiration? It doesn't leave me any room for inspiration, actually. It just creates uh, sort of a vacuum around myself where, uh, you know, I'm just turning inward and I'm, I'm uh, you know, becoming resentful of the fact that I, you know, I don't have a, you know, an inked deal with a, with a popular publisher yet or anything like that. I'm not going to be able to move forward. You know, I'm just not going to be able to do that. And getting back to the creative community as well, being in writing communities, because I, I know a lot of you listeners are probably in creative communities. You're in, a, uh, you're in a group of writers somewhere. Maybe it's an online community. I mean, I'm a part of a few online groups uh, that are, you know, several thousand members who are sharing thoughts, sharing ideas daily and getting feedback from one another. I mean, this is, this is a space where you have to be able to enjoy other people's accomplishments. You know, take delight in that, right? Uh, because again, envy is a very subtle thing that can creep up on us. You know, it's, it's something that we keep very hidden. Uh, you know, we keep it very hidden. We keep it close to the vest. We, we may put on a front to the other person, hey, great job. But I think most times we can, we can kind of get a sense when a person's being fake with us about whether or not they really do support what we're doing. And, uh, you know, again, if you're on the other side of things, you know, I've been, I've been speaking uh, so directly to the person that's looking up or looking out at the person who's finished their project, who's finished their book, but take it from the inverse. I mean, if you were a person who worked very diligently on something very hard, maybe years, you finally get this book done, uh, you've, you've got the book deal or you're launching soon and you have all these patrons, you have people that are waiting in you know, waiting patiently for your book to come out and you know it's going to be successful and you know that there's a person that is in your community that is a little bit resentful of you. I mean, you're not going to like that. I mean, granted, you're going to be like, well, you know, get over it, dude, or do that. <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to be thinking, hey, get over it. But there is that dissonance that comes from that, especially if you've, you know, if you've really cultivated a friendship and a relationship there and you should be thinking to yourself, hey, why aren't you supporting me? You know, you should be able to support me in this just like I would support you. So, so that's uh, my, my summation here about this emotion, envy, one of the seven deadly sins, and how I think that it can, it can really hinder our writing pursuits. So thanks again for sticking with me here on The Writer's Lens for this deep dive on the concept of envy, and I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, be sure to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, because I want to keep myself from being envious of other podcasters and other creative um, podcasts that are out there. So so anyway, uh, thanks again, guys, for listening in. Appreciate all the support. And I will see you guys again next week.